Hey guys, this is Tina B. And Charmaine G. We're here to talk about the messiness of life. It's ugly. And it's raw. It's real. And it's a freaking game. It's whack-a-mole. 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 This is us. And our gift to you. Hello and welcome to this beautiful Tuesday. The weather in St. George is amazing right now. Gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Gorgeous. You guys, freaking wackos, I missed you guys. I missed you and I missed sitting down and detoxing. This Are you excited detox. to be in studio today? I am. Is that me? Oh, again. Freaking error. I was going to tell you, turn. I'm just trying to share. Everybody turn your share, your cell phones off. Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclaimer is this is adult content and adult material, meaning that we're unpredictable and we're reactive. And some of the content is, um, you know, it takes a maturity level. So if you're wanting to look for um, something to get into, uh, you know, do it alone, maybe without kids. So we're not uh, exposing them to our graphic language at times, but also the content. Mm -hmm. We're not going to censor ourselves. So be responsible if, if you've got little kitties in the room. We love kids. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we do. We do. But we, we actually, when we went into discussion and we've evolved, we knew that we wanted to be just ourselves mm -hmm. and without holding back. And, um, you know, that takes growth to do that because, however, I'm just saying that um, it's live. We decided to not do anything edited. So our sound engineer, Sean, Sean D., uh, to be honest with you, like you got a cake job cause I, th there's no editing. There's no editing. Yeah. Oh, you think it, I make it look cake. You just don't understand. It's complex and buttons and things. Yeah. Can you just have cake next time? I'll bring cake okay. next time. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Why would we censor ourselves? Why would anybody, I, I invite you to stop censoring yourself too. Like I don't want to, I never wanted to come on the air. I never wanted to record anything that, um, I had to, uh, I had to disguise or misrepresent myself Love it. in order to have a conversation about it because I'm good enough. The way I am is good enough. And if you, if, if nobody likes, if no, if, if cussing isn't for you, if, if, if something you find here is distasteful or just not right for you, then don't, right. you don't have to listen. That's right. just simple. It's just a simple, simple thing. There's lots of things that I like to talk about, but, um, I love what are, that you were genuine on that. It takes so it's much true. practice to yeah. sit there and say, I, I am happy with who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. Get, get back to me tomorrow. Cause that's not a week. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness. You know why I said that? It's a Don Henley song from the eighties dating myself. But you're really good. Why at the big sigh? Well, because like, this is my biggest crux. Uh, and I, I knew this from a small child because it depends on the level of forgiveness, but I'm not going to lie to you, but I think that this was my life lesson to sit there and work through pain and it takes forgiveness to do that. So even if they're not asking for it and I might get emotional, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm no, like, me it's, too. <laughs> it's, it's feels like one of those Tuesdays guys. So maybe, um, 
just hang with us. It's just real and raw. And that's, this is just the way that it's going to be. We're here to talk about how we get through this stuff. So, um, I like to talk about like the problem, if you will, or to steal from my 12 step program, like what happened, well, what it was like, what happened and kind of what it's like now. Not that I've arrived in any one place, but for me, when I was a little kid, I always go back to when I was a little kid because that's where everything started. Of course, for me, forgiveness. I used to think about when I fought with my brother. And we would hit each other. <laughs> that, uh, there was always violence involved and name calling. It's just the way that it was back in Jersey in the Italian household with my crazy parents. So I remember my mom saying stuff like, um, you need to say you're sorry. Mm. And, um, and I remember thinking, I'm not, though. Like, I'm not sorry. So there was usually some bribery involved. Like, well, you're not going to get this if you don't. Say you're sorry if you don't la la la, <laughs> which God bless her. That didn't teach me. I didn't learn anything about right. forgiveness and I didn't learn anything about making amends, which is far different than saying you're sorry. Huge. I mean, it definitely took a 12 step program for me to go. What does amends mean? It means that you change the behavior, but you have to first be willing to be like completely sorry like really feel that humility and that remorse and all of that stuff. And I got to tell you, it's been only in the last maybe 25 or 30 years that I've actually started to experience that. What did, like what, when you think back to what forgiveness looks like, not even back, just what does it mean to you? Um, to me, to be honest with you, like the little uh, oops and mistakes, totally, of course, no brainer forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Uh, forgiveness is like deep cuts, um, that has harmed my soul and knowing that somebody, um, has hurt my, hurt me in that way intentionally. Um, it takes me so much to get over that, that I mask it. I run from it. Um, I avoid it mm. in a lot of ways. Uh, what does that look like? Avoiding avoidance. it for you? Just act, acting like it never even happened. I mean, I and and a lot of it is because depending on the, the relationship of that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you still got to get through it, mm. and that builds that just space of resentment. And I know what you're capable of in the back of my mind. I know that. W w so I keep them at an arm's length, and I never let them back in. Is that true forgiveness though? And I totally no. get what you're saying. So for me, it is the same thing. So when I was like, um, growing up, I, I would, I thought that forgiveness was like a blessing I had bestowed upon somebody else. <laughs> I, I forgive, forgive you. you. <laughs> and, um, and that's bullshit. Like it doesn't even, that's not even a true, that's a fake out because how often have we said that we've forgiven somebody and but we're, it's backhanded because like you just said, over here, I'm keeping a file with your name on it and it's full of little dog-eared pieces of paper of the bullshit that you've pulled on me. <laughs> and I'm about and to pull I, it out. Totally. I like will, a those are my gun. aces in the hole. I will take those out like machine gun Betty and fire them at you. Yeah. So, so forgiveness. I was in contemplating this topic today. Um, I, you know, I've read so many like self-help, if you will. Mm. I don't like to call it self-help because if I could help myself, I would have, 
done that a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. You wouldn't have made it happen. I, yeah, it's help from others, really, um, other people's opinions. So there's a book called The Wisdom of Sundays by Oprah Winfrey. You know she's like my freaking hero, right? She, okay, she is a badass. So in that book, she talks about forgiveness, and and on the t- there's a whole chapter about it, and it, it's a book that she compiled from interviews with other people that she talked about these topics with, and then they had something to add, and she compiled them in a book, okay? So she, the cover of her page, this is her quote on that topic in that book. Forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. It's accepting the past for what it was and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward. That is a direct Oprah quote. Okay. I'm going to, let's just, we're going to break it right freaking down. Okay. So forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. How much time have I spent thinking that wondering why or wishing or it's that whole straddling the line you know you've got one foot in yesterday another foot in tomorrow and you're pissing all over today that's that's what that looks like so I'm in I've got my foot in yesterday and I'm thinking if this was just different Mm -hmm. okay now I'm gonna look I'm gonna just throw out a big loss here and I really want to preface it by saying that my mother's story that I've touched on just a little bit here is her story and it's really not mine to tell I just want to talk about my experience behind it because it is part of my life. So when I had to forgive my mom, it was asked of me that, um, it was asked of me to do certain things like, um, like, sorry, everyone. I just got caught texting my boss on the phone. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's my boss. Okay. So forgiving my mother, (laughs) Uh, And that could have started way before she even passed away. I mean, there were things that, and there were things that she, you know, in my child head thought that she could have been doing better. Of course, you know, of course. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So, but I was asked in therapy because I do go to therapy. I've been in and out of therapy my entire adult life. And I was asked in therapy to write a letter to my mom, which I had done my goodness, such a long time ago. And I I wanted to punch this therapist in the throat when she said that, oh, I think this is about your mom. I think you haven't forgiven your mom. And I really was like, you don't know the money and hours I've spent on the mom issues because I have. And um, she wouldn't, she was relentless about it. So she had me write a letter and it was about forgiveness. I read it this morning. I know. Oh my God. It was, she asked me to answer four questions. It was um, what you did to me, what um, how it affected me. Um, and that, like, this is what I want from you now. There's four questions. They'll come to me in just a moment. Anyways, I answered these questions, but I was reading it. And f- at first it was like this letter of being pissed off at her, you know? Yeah. So since you decided to, you know, do this and leave this behind and what you did. Um, and by the time it was at the end of the letter, and I remember when I did it, I was bawling, like <laughs> snot, like just bawling. My mother's the first love of my life. And so I had to find that forgiveness. So forgiveness in that instance wasn't her sitting in front of me and me giving her this grace. Do you know what I mean? Right. You didn't get that opportunity. No. And a lot of it was forgiving myself for feeling the way that I did towards her. Forgiving myself for the anger. Forgiving myself for, like you said, that you can, you'll just like um, shut down. With yeah. me, I can tell you that if what what um, me getting through and avoiding 
all of that and forgiving looks like to me is addiction. It's always looked like that for me. To numb it. Oh, yeah. Well, and either with substances or alcohol or you know, a, a, a being addicted to in a relationship to Work. somebody else, just whatever, right. just Chaos, something that whatever. I'm exactly yeah. crisis, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So forgiveness for me, that's probably the biggest one. I have one to, I still have to write a letter to my dad. She asked me to do that like two months ago. And I literally was like, yeah, okay, bye. Um, I, li- I have not been <laughs> back to her since then. And I've been parent. seeing her. <laughs> I've been seeing her for a few years. So she kind of knows my pattern. She's like, okay, I guess we're not meeting today. So when you get that letter finished, just come on and you come right on up, step right on in. I love her. I love you, Linda. Thank you so much. She's yeah. one of the most wonderful women I've I, really I'm, ever known. I'm glad she's persistent because I remember remember you telling me about that letter and how much pain you went through for yourself because you had been literally you put everything by the wayside and and even though you had all those numbers and uh, I mean hours that you put into therapy the depth that that gave to you and like the full um just sovereigns of everything that you you really actually were able to be at peace finally the 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 need and the desire to not feel that pain anymore and to not feel that resentment anymore towards her um had to become greater than anything else in order for me to walk through yeah. that and again i was in, kind of in denial like okay i i i in a robotic sort of way went okay yeah my mom died when i was 16 and so now i have to do this this and this um the circumstances of which she died were not cool either so now i have to do this this and this right and i just kind of went through those motions however just to get by though just i mean get, it makes totally. sense it makes sense though i mean but it to, wasn't until i became young. a mom even um, I remember my oldest daughter, Marissa Blue, I love you, mm-hmm. becoming the age I was when I lost my mom. And the body remembers. Yeah. I went into like a deep depression behind that. And, and I found it hard to parent with her, her after mm-hmm. that. Cause I was like, I don't, this is where the buck stops. Like when I was 16, I stopped being parented and then I just became an adult. Right. And I can see that sort of manifesting itself often in my life, but also on my quest to do something different. I had to, uh, I had to look that square in the face. I had to look at it yeah. and, and not, you, it was not easy. Do you feel like you were in a healthy place to take on that? Or were you, did you have to prepare for that? Well, it was, I did feel like I was in a healthy place and I sat down and I wrote this letter. It took me like a couple of hours. I played one song by the Dave Matthews band. I just woke up and I like this song. It's number 42, 41, 42, um, by the Dave Matthews band on his album crash. And I literally listened to that on repeat on my speaker in the living room for hours and hours and hours while I wrote this letter. I don't know what it's just what it was. Right. And I was crying and crying and crying. And when I was done with that, I felt pretty empty. It was really miraculous. It was a beautiful thing. And there was no hold barred. There was everything that I wrote in that letter I meant in that moment. And, um, it was awesome. That's amazing. And I remember my family came home. Um, my husband came home from work and then my daughter came home and I was just, I had just gotten out of the shower and I was sitting on the ottoman at the end of my bed and, and I was just sitting there and everybody they were like looking at me like what's going on with you and I was like I, don't, I just feel calm and they could see it it was visible 
it was visible. So that was a really beautiful thing. I emptied out. I can honestly say that. And that wasn't, I didn't, I didn't go, oh, today I'm going to empty out with this letter. It was a beautiful byproduct and a pleasant surprise that that actually happened. That's okay. neat. I have a question. Sure. Okay. So after you had that like amazing climax and triumphant period mm -hmm. with closure, did it remain closed? Did it cycle back through again? Like of that negative anger and that thought and then almost feeling like, did I resolve this right? Did I do it? Or did you actually have, cause I have those experiences why I'm asking. I feel like I resolve things and I'm good with it and I'm settled. And then it's almost like a trigger of pain. Something's caused it outside, maybe another event years later. And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, Oh, it's peeking around the corner here. Yeah, it comes yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can honestly say that it was more of a shifting of my perspective. So what happened was when I emptied out like that, there was an acceptance of who my mother was when she was in my life, what she had done and how that affected my life after that. And you know what? It stopped being her fault is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And I just accepted her as this other human being. And she did the very, very best that she could period. And I st it swiped away a bunch of, uh, plaque and tartar, Ooh, if you will. Yeah. So, so I could just see this beautiful, shiny, that's Aww. my mom. And so she gets to be human now in my heart and in my thoughts. I'm not pissed off at her anymore. And I could see it was just really a moving away of all of that stuff. But that was a process. I'm I'm 54 now. She died when I was 16. So it didn't happen overnight. <laughs> and <laughs> it is crazy. But so like, who, what I, resentment, you're taught in a 12 step program that resentments are just they're of the devil. <laughs> you know, you can't, and to reef resentment literally in the dictionary means to refill something over and over. And yeah. when you think about it, when you have a resentment, you are, you're playing those scripts right. and I hate this person because they said that and I should have said this and blah, 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 just all this conflict. Um, when that all gets moved away, this is just my experience. People, when that all got moved away, I just had the freedom to love. Yeah her the way that she was. And it's not just her. I've done that with other people as well. And I have that compassion and see, oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm not perfect either. No. And so, I can, I, I've had those experiences. Yes. Yeah. I really have. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I grow into this pattern of, of like coping poorly mm. when it comes to pain. And that's why I don't bank information. I'm not a freaking elephant. But women are really good at remembering everything. Mm. By the way, like to not ever mm -hmm. cross that off the list because mm -hmm. we've got that talent. Um, however, though, like there's been probably three people that um, has has really ingrained in me in that 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 bedpost of, of forgiveness of thinking like, do they deserve it? Um, they didn't ask for it. They didn't come and seek. Um, forgiveness. And those are the parts that I had to learn on my own, um, just to actually have that awakening, just to yeah, make sure so I can move on. Cause I was trapped. It's almost like that dark cloud looming over your head and, and it's raining on, you, you know, like the, the cartoons and the characters and you're like, and you're walking and you the have nothing to offer. To, yeah. 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 And you have nothing to offer anybody else, else. asking in the yeah. sun. Yeah. And totally. they're all like, Hey, let's have a relationship. And I'm like, no, I'm broken because of Joe Bo over mm -hmm. here that I never fixed and yeah. I never worked through. So again, like it's just my habits, but I have had those experiences of a full on 
um, understanding mm. and at peace. And that to me is the full definition of love. So even if I did it to love myself and to just reach level of, of manageability, mm. or if I actually got to like you, when you were talking about your mom and seeing just her beauty, like I teared up because like, it's been a long time to be trapped, mm. you know? And I think that she genuinely loved you. And I only know that because I know how I love my kids. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. So, and without having kids, I would not have known that. I would, I would probably, I might still be stuck in that. So this quote, back to the quote, forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past couldn't be any different. So in that letter, I realized that, you know, you did this. Okay. We've talked a lot about it. I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. There's nothing I can do to change it. So now we put that over there. The next part of her quote is, it's accepting the past for what it was and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward. So now how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. Please answer this question. Right. And I don't have the answer. I mean, I think the answer lives inside of all of us. The more we talk about this shit and don't hold it in yeah. and not make it, keep it a secret. Yeah. I think that we end up eventually just answering our own questions. I know that that happens to me. I'll go to somebody like my husband and we'll talk about something. I'll go, this is what I've been thinking about. And I'll go all the way around everywhere around the mulberry (laughs) bush. And and he hasn't said one word. And then I'm like, oh, well there, that's the answer. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And he hasn't said anything. He just, yeah, no problem. He just was standing there listening. So, and that's the thing though, Tina, I'm going to add that you've got an amazing husband just because uh, you do have have to have that safe place, that safe person to process with. I mean, to get to your answer, to even talk out loud, have a sounding board is, is like a must. Um, and some people don't seek that out to, to come to forgiveness. Um, and that's one thing that I'm learning because that, that requires vulnerability to literally look like you are a mad hot mess in front of somebody and you're just spilling every thought that comes through your mind just to freaking get, uh, you know, uh, comfortable, just to even get comfortable. And then the <laughs> forgiveness happens. But I feel like I look crazy half the time when I'm like, hey, guess what? Like, I'm pissed. Like, it's that hurt. And mm-hmm. this is why it hurt. And then I almost feel like, no, don't show them your weakness. Mm. Don't show them who you are. Boy, don't that ego steps right in to do that. Is that what that is? Well, it is for me. I mean, I have, there's a person in my head that's like, nope, you, she's constantly talking to me, constantly telling me what she thinks I should do. And there's never like, she'll take whatever side you're feeling that day. (laughs) (laughs) She'll talk me into doing something. And then when I do it, she's like, that was really stupid. I don't know why you did. She is not an ally. She's not a friend. She's in she's there with a party yeah, that doesn't she's give a She's a nuisance shit. is what she is. So, no, and I think a lot of it is your emotions. I mean, we're reactive people. And so if your thoughts are all over the place, your emotions are going to be all over the place. Yeah, and then totally. you're going to behave all over the place. So that's why I isolate and I'm stay alone. When it's like, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm like, you know, and yesterday when we were at lunch and, um, with everyone and you brought up the topic of, of my upbringing and why I don't have, we won't go into that, but however, um, I have managed, have to manage my own emotions Mm -hmm. on my own. And, um, I, I can tell you that that is probably the loneliest place to be in life 
is, and, and you get worried about, am I doing it right? Like, mm. did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. Am I harming other people? Because mm -hmm. you know your heart's of gold. You know that you would never want to hurt somebody. But in the end, that you're the one that's sacrificing. Like, you're sacrificing your own well-being for others. So that's my next question. Ooh. So what about... The one thing that I have discovered, too, is that I had to forgive myself. And I remember somebody saying that to me when I was in my 20s. I was like, wow, that's some hokey bullshit, man. You Forgive yourself? Like, for what? What do you even talk? I could not grasp that concept. It's still difficult for me to grasp. I, I have... I on this one. I, okay. That, see, what I'm touching. We're touching something. We're touching on something that's important to you. Um and I don't want to make you cry. That's no. not what this is about. It's, it's fine. It's a good It's a good cry, though, just because it's impacting me, you know? Okay, moving on. We need to forgive ourselves for a lot of things. I mean, all the things that we swear we're going to go to our grave with, which I had like a whole backpack full of stuff that I was had shame about and I was never going to um, to talk about. And so we're gonna we're gonna scratch at that when we come back. I can't wait. Give us just a moment. All right. God bless. We'll be Marcos. back in a minute. <laughs> this is Whack a Mole with Tina B and Charmaine G. Raw discussion about the messiness of life. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Whack a Mole. Welcome you back to Whack-A-Mole, raw discussions about the messiness of life. Now, here are your hosts, Tina B. and Charmaine G. Wackos! We're back. We're back. Hi, and Char. it's deep, man. It is. This why? Is this is why one. we're doing it. I mean, I'm hopeful that there, at least, if there's just one woman out there going... I'm having a hard time uh, yeah. overcoming this. Then... Whatever it Mission is. Mission accomplished. Yeah. That's Whatever the way I is, see it. Even if it's a, a spouse, a fight that you're having, or even if it's an estranged, um, you know, sibling, or even if it's somebody that you work with, um, that you're just, you hate going into work every day because mm. like they've hurt you. Yes. Um, <laughs> just Supplies, for visual. Provision. Provisions. <laughs> I've got a box of Kleenex and a water. And we, that was a nice 30 second break. Can I ask what brought on, if you don't want to say, then, then don't say we can. No, um, it took me back to a time that, um, I just pin up pain and I wish I didn't because it's almost like, you know, you can mask it for so long before you get an opportunity to, um, to shed some skin, so to speak. But it brought me back to a point in my life to where I was so wore out in my soul of of searching and not, not even searching, I was dead. I was like the walking freaking dead. And um, just, you know, uh, if it was uh, using or relationships that were unhealthy or if it was a matter of like avoidance and I didn't have... I wouldn't allow people to be around me and my family. It wasn't what I want, but I, I literally was probably the most successful time in my life, like career wise. Like I was mm. fist over cuffs, um, title, everything was. So you put all your energy into that. Yeah. 
for sure. And it was like, there was no point in it. I had nothing to show in a sense that I wanted to be edified. I Mm. wanted to be somebody I wanted to, I was just so tired of being lost and I'm sad because I mean, I'm touched. I'm not sad. I'm, I'm touched. This is that kind of um, emotional feeling is that, um, I remember being on the floor and my apartment and knowing that I was feeling, um, abandoned. I was feeling that somebody, you know, that I had entrusted was cheating on me. Um, Mm. and I, at the same time, I knew that it was, it was about that pivotal moment and I was about to let go of everything that I knew. And, and it was almost like in one stop shop and I begged for somebody to carry me and I never do that. Like, and I remember being so scared Mm. that, but I, why it's so emotional is because I had so much forgiveness to do on my own. Like I had to forgive like me going those pathways in life and my heart changed. It took some time, but it was literally like restored completely. And I think that you dip down in life, you have things that deplete you and you got to fill the, you know, the lantern oil and you've got to find those people to keep that, that light on. But once you change, you never really go back when you truly forgive. Um, and I've only had that experience twice in my life. Yeah. I don't even know if I could go. I suppose I've had that twice as well. Um, the whole forgiving myself for putting myself in situations. Mm. I'm saying that wrong because I've put myself in a lot of situations that were harmful. It's not as superficial as that. It's deeper than that. It's, it's continuing to, I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago when we were talking, I think about boundaries, maybe when I said that we, I was betraying myself. So if I'm betraying myself, then I then have to forgive myself Mm. for that betrayal. Mm. But if I don't see the betrayal, I don't see the reason for forgiveness as well. And so once I started to forgive myself, it kind of opened the door for me to go, oh, it shed a little bit more light, wiped off a little bit more of the picture to go, oh, so this forgiveness thing is kind of a give and take. Yeah. It's not like, that feels um, good. yeah. And you know, you, it started off, what started off with me, like punching my brother in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, even then it would take me, I always felt remorse for stuff like that, but not like when my mom was like, say you're sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was always like a few days later where I went, oh my gosh, I, it was in the moments I felt true, genuine love for my brother where I went, oh my gosh, I punched him in the back. Not cool. Like yeah. I can really remember thinking things like that. So, and there's a difference. Like, how is it for you when you've got somebody that I'm sorry? Okay. I'm sorry. And it's like totally a blanket comment and it, there's no meaning behind it. And you know that it's not real. Like my son all the time is like, sorry, mom. I'm sorry. Just to end the argument, just to get it over with. No lecture. Yeah. Yeah. No mom. I cannot hear your voice anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, however I'm trying to teach him like, you don't mean it. And how do you like 
teach him that it's a derogatory thing to say, I'm sorry. Well, isn't, I mean, that was exactly what I was just going to say next was how do we, we didn't learn it. We didn't, I didn't learn it as a kid. I didn't learn forgiveness and what that actually really meant until I was an adult. Yeah. So now setting out to be a better parent than the way that I was parenting, yeah. of course, how do I teach that to my kids? How do you kids? communicate that, that, that evolution that you've And my through? kids will tell me, I, sorry, I'm not sorry. Like I'm, I mean, I will be maybe <laughs> I know soon, you want to hear but, it, but I, it, exactly. Yeah. And so that started, you know, that when they started saying things like that to me, it started to reveal itself that way. Like why it's so, um, it's so backwards to expect them to just say that they're like, it's bullshit. It's just a, it really is. It really is. If it's not ready and you're not real, then it's not real. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but it does take, you know, morphing into the, the remorse. It takes morphine. <laughs> it's morph. <laughs> it's, I like morphine. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. And don't make me laugh too hard. <laughs> so I just say that remorse, actually, when you punch someone in the back, and, and it's for a reason. It's not like you're just doing it, be a jerk. But however, you have remorse for doing that because you've harmed somebody else. And that's not who you are. Like, so even if it's your children now, or even if it's a fight with your husband, or somebody makes the wrong comment, like, you actually do have to soften yourself for both sides of mm. forgiveness. Oh, I will run around the house with my hair on fire just screaming oh at people. Oh my gosh, I wish I was and a fly I, on your wall at <laughs> the time. And, and, I, and, and then I have to, but it never is like right away that I feel bad. Right. I, last week... Um, is it fake it till you make it? Sometimes. Mm. But that really is just a band-aid because that shit's got to come off at some you point too. Tell. Like you are like a total open sleeve, heart sleeve, emotional person that you can tell that you. No, I do not, not hide real. things no, you're well not good. at all. If I'm pissed, everybody knows. If I'm, that used to be a curse. I see it more as a blessing now that I can just honor that. And yeah. people are like, you look pissed. Well, that's because I am. <laughs> yeah. Or you look sad. Well, that's because I am. I, I was depressed last week. I, I had a couple of days where I was just not doing well. I just was not doing right. well. I don't know if it was hormonal. See, my head in, in there tells me you have to figure it out and pinpoint it so you can fix it. Right. And that's never worked for me. That is the biggest fake out of my entire life. And I will not let go of it. I just always will do that. I will just always analyze and pick and yeah, yep. all of that. I, behind that depression, I sent out a family text that was like, I'm unavailable as a wife and a mother. And I, wow, like it wasn't rude. I was just no, like, I'm not I feeling well and I'm not available as a wife and a mother, like for the next 24 hours. And, um, I got like <laughs> emojis back with the big eyes, like what the fuck? Yeah. And you know, I mean, I've never just clocked out like that and I did. And I took care of myself. And when I felt like I couldn't do that, there were also moments in there where I was not nice because mm. I wasn't getting what I wanted. Um, and I wanted to be relieved of all my human duties, except watching friends. <laughs> like, really? No, I mean, you just wanted to numb yourself. I totally did. Like, totally you wanted did. to be distracted. Just leave, yeah, if I get up and move, don't ask me to... I'm not cooking, I'm not doing anything. Anyways, I there was a couple of spots last week where I was not very nice. And I had to get on the other side of that before I could even see that for what it was. Yeah. It's still... Um, it's still a process. Yeah. Now with my children, my kids make no bones about 
um, if we lock horns about something and then I, I always want to, you know, as a mom, I want to comfort my kids and they're crying because like I've done something that pissed them off and they're like, I'm like, Oh, let me hold you. And they're like, no, get the fuck away from me. I don't want you holding me. You're not going to hold me. You piss me off. You just hurt me. Exactly. Touch a pissed off woman. (laughs) Well, unless it's the right touch, but, (laughs) but they were like, no, we're not, I'm not doing that. And so they would make those boundaries with me and then they would come back and go, okay, I'm ready to like, not be mad at you now. So, um, Hey, that leads me to what I was thinking. What was he just sneezed? I okay, think. cool. That was loud yeah. and weird. Right, I'm glad he left. <laughs> so, my thing is, is that like what I've evolved into the last few years, especially with personnel. Um, I am the first to admit my mistakes. I'm a, the first to ask for forgiveness. Like I know when I've come off too abrupt, too abrasive. Um, and it's not that that was my intention, but it's, I can see when I hurt people's feelings. I see, I can see whenever they're like, I, why are you doing this? Because that's not who I am. And they know the difference and it hurts them. And I immediately, um, you know, I'll go back in and go, dang it. And I'll go in and I'll ask for forgiveness. It's not like I try to like avoid that part of it. I'm very accountable, but when someone else hurts me, what then? Why is it so hard? Why is it hard so hell, hard that like, I can't give it? I, it's hard because I'm I'm almost so worried that they're going to hurt me again. That I put this wall oh, so up. Fear just completely takes over at that oh, point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For years, years, and that's that's the unfortunate piece is that even if they're not asking for forgiveness, it's the fear of getting hurt like that again that I'll always have my arm out. And I don't want it there anymore. I don't want it there anymore. I can't do that. And this is what I've learned about that because I can keep everybody at arm's length. But then I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what the hell? Yeah. And then, and so not only are we alone, but I've looked at this harshly too. Like I'm alone and I have to raise like two girls. Like I have two kids that are looking to me for direction and I'm fucking alone. Like I, not just alone. There's nothing wrong with being alone, but you're lonely yeah because like, you've blocked everybody out because nobody the connection, can be, it's, the bad. it's bad it's bad i get it and you know what the crazy part about it is that like i i, I can be a hard nose i can be a hard nose and and in a in a without a new york minute that i am all about justice like i will go for the underdog i will make sure that they triumph and that like work through any barriers right i can't even do that for myself so you're cheerleading for other people and you can't do you don't lead yourself in that cheer we had that talk Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. when it was talking about you need to start speaking up Mm -hmm. about what's important to you and what you need out of the situation so why i tie this together is because um you know when i'm sitting here begging like that's how i am in my heart right now like begging to work through this barrier of not connecting with Mm -hmm. people not letting them in my bubble Mm -hmm. because i know you're gonna hurt me i know you're gonna hurt me that straight up fear like i do not want to live like that anymore. So, and we get to a place where we're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do it this way anymore, but I don't know how to do it any other way. I even asked today, my lover. Her lover. I asked him, I said, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like, Mm. give me, I don't know how to advise you. Give me direction. Like, that's how thirsty I am to learn. I don't know how. I was never taught. We, we, oh, now's the time. It's on your plate. 
So do you have the answer? I, yeah, I have all the answers. <laughs> being... Just in case anybody was wondering, that's why I have a podcast because I have all the fucking answers. <laughs> Not true. What I do know is that is there when a book I that you can new, give me? There's life. Just keep putting one foot in front yeah. of the other. But anytime I've ever said, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like when you say that, you're in the middle of it. So that's yep. different. But when I hear it, you know how bad it is yeah because it's not even but it's not even your truth if somebody else is telling you how to feel that's not even of you Hmm. Hmm. if you say tell me how to show up for you and i'll this is what i usually say is give what are the apparently i don't know the rules of this game that we're playing so you (laughs) need to tell me what and i'll let you know if i want to play anymore exactly serious it's harsh but it's fucking true it's true tell me all the rules and I'll let you know if I still want to play. Right. Right. Because maybe I don't want to play. And what worked when I was 25 and was wanting to please everybody and had a completely different agenda is not going to work. No. Above it's not. 50. Because you have put yourself by the wayside to do that. I mean, and maybe I meant that, that stage in life to where I'm like seeking how to do things that like I should have learned a long time ago. It's never too late to learn. Like, trust me, like my quality of life, I will get there. Let's just keep hanging out. I, we'll figure it out. Okay. I will get there. You I know get I'll there. get there. And the thing is, is that somebody deserves that. Deserves me to work through my fear. Somebody that deserves to know that I'm a mad freaking hot head case. That That's my somebody's thought, you, Charmaine. Oh my gosh, Tina. I'm like, thank goodness for the Kleenex. That somebody's you. I can see that. I have those waves of peace and comfort. I do. I know that I. it's there. I know that I just don't know how to get that and keep it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why we're going down this rabbit hole. The whole idea of forgiveness is for your own self-growth. Is that not the truth? Yeah, because when you forgive somebody, you're not holding on to any of that resentment. You're not writing scripts. You have the freedom to explore something else, and whatever moving, that is. And I'm moving forward. Yeah, you are. I mean, that's the trapped feeling that we're talking about. Read that quote again for me. Forgiveness is giving up the hope that the past could be any different. Give that up. Can't change it. Nope. It's accepting the past for what it was, for exactly what it was. It was black right here. I can't do anything to change it. It's going to be black forever. So I have to exactly at this moment and this time to help, excuse me, for what it was and using this moment and this time to help yourself move forward. Okay. Can you write uh, Oprah's producer and <laughs> we want Oprah to come on our show. We want, uh, please. Can you tell us break how this down for us, Oprah? How? Okay, I'll take it. I mean, from anybody. But at the same time, you're right. It does got to come from me. But I've got to be able to uh, pro- understand from other people what they've learned, how they've done it. So I'm inviting. This is like the most vulnerable. I'm inviting any listeners, any public, to give me an example of how they worked through. The fear of being hurt and holding people at bay so you can let people in your life Mm. finally. We have a Facebook page, Whack-A-Mole, on Facebook. And we have an Instagram page. You can just give us questions in there. That would be awesome. Questions and, and just say like questions char- or or any kind of words of wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. 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 And things that like, you know, that what's holding me back or you can say whatever you're feeling, like what what you've gone through yourself. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I have a lot to learn and I need to learn it from many people. Mm. So 
life. And, uh, you know, when you said that about it's you and you meant it, like it was so impacting. Like I felt like the, the mole just whacked me on my freaking head. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That little mole came up and (laughs) revealed itself to me there. Bam. It is. So yeah. Okay. Um, Can I get my phone back? I'm just kidding. I got my phone taken away oh, from I Sean. Wanna, I want to talk. This is our top fan. Her name's Jamie. My beautiful oh, Jamie. Jamie, I love your comments every time. Don't say sorry. Do better. Sorry is a word. The best way to apologize is to change your behavior. That is amazing. And it's true. I love you, Jamie. I love her. Thank Seriously, you. Seriously, Jamie. Um, you got to be around this people is like that could be biggest, patient with you, too. I've been thinking about this for a week. This is... We're almost five minutes away from just parting ways just for today. And this is going to choke me up now. This is a huge service project for me. My goal with Whack-A-Mole is so genuine. It's really just about serving others. I put it on our Instagram page that there were these women that came before me that knew stuff, that taught me stuff. Just in the vein of being a mom, I want to say something, um, because it's a cool story and I will abbreviate it. I worked with this Hispanic woman in my 20s and I didn't have kids in my 20s, nor was I going to have kids. Mm -hmm. Somebody in a psychology class told me that you were like 90% going to parent the way you were parented. And I was like, that's not for me. I'm not doing it. I refuse because clearly I don't want to give that to anybody. Um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing and I'm way too selfish to have kids. That's really the Mm -hmm. bottom line. So she heard me say that I'm not having kids. I said that to a coworker in the kitchen and she used to make the salads and she never said anything. And she always kind of had a, a, a scowl on her face. Like nobody talked to her. They were a little scared of her. Like she put the salads up and she'd go, RBF. you know, yes, yeah, she'd go, um, you know, ring the bell or whatever. And we'd be like, okay, get the food and go, you know, <laughs> anyways, I was doing my ticket. She heard me say, I didn't want to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes up to me as I'm at the cash register, spooky as hell. Oh my gosh. She just stood there not saying anything. And I was like, it was on an old fashioned cash register. And I was like typing in my numbers and like running my tickets through. I was like, fuck, what does she want? And she said, why you no have kids? She was Hispanic. Whoa. And I said, I looked at her like, first of all, you've never spoken a word to anybody. <laughs> and now you're going to come at me with that. I'm not having kids. I'm just, I just looked at her and I said, I just don't want kids. I don't, I don't like kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that that would shoo her shut away. Yeah, shut Sh- exactly. <laughs> shut it down. And she said, she stood there for a long time staring at me. I'm still doing my tickets. I'm like, okay, she, this bitch needs to walk away. Now, right? <laughs> I'm going to so pee my pants. She said, she goes, you have to have babies. And I looked at her and I said, why? And she said, because you will never know how much your mother loved you. Oh my gosh. Blew me away. And then she looked at me like we made like strong eye contact and she walked away. She, I worked with her for a year after that. She never said one word to me after that or to anybody else. Everybody was like, oh my God. Did you break her? That was like Wait. somebody <laughs> encompassed her body and it spoke to you. It was so weird. It was like God himself came down was and she just right? spoke. She was a hundred percent right. So that's where that forgiveness started for me was when, for me, I think my awareness of forgiveness is in what I want to teach my kids, what I, the things I want to save them from, which I can't anyway, but all of the pain and all of the, of the bullshit, it didn't start to happen for me until I started to forgive my mom and furthermore, well, forgive myself first for little tiny things, then bigger things. And then ultimately forgive my mom. Mm. 
That's really interesting that it came full you circle so like that. You are so deserving of that, you know. I am deserving of that. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take it and put it right in my back pocket. You're welcome. Thank um, you for sharing your vulnerability with thanks. us today. I know it was. Brene would be very proud of you. Whoa, I'm in we a love safe her place. Too. Yeah, she's my freaking girlfriend, and I love her. Um, my, to be honest with you, I could go into details, but I hold that back because it's just too it's too much at times. One of the things I was gonna um, I was thinking about when you were talking about this the last comment is um, that forgiveness to be honest with you, is a necessary piece in life that we're supposed to be learning here. Um, and when you go to forgive yourself, a lot of it, it, it takes a level of depth. It's, it, you can't just be like, I'm sorry. And, um, one of the things that resonated with me is, um, keeping secrets, mm. you know, even if you're like just avoiding something and keeping secrets and we know in, in the recovery world that when you keep secrets, it keeps you sick. Um, and I say that with a whole heart because there's some things that I need to probably come to terms with after having this discussion. And um, Ooh, I love it almost you. makes you feel like a monster, you know. No, I love you. Only you're just because, human. Yeah. And I say that just human. because they're not grave things, but they're things that have um, held me back. So sure. I Secrets keep you sick. Don't hold yourself yeah. back. Let's keep hanging out. We'll get through this. I love you. Tina. I really want to, um, Faceless therapy, Sean. very quickly. I love Sean too. I love it. This is like a little, we just got it this little thing is. going on in here that I thought about you like four times this last week. Okay. We need to change the subject. No, I'm just oh. kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your personal life is none of our business. No, just you teasing. got 45 seconds. I do. I next week it is domestic violence awareness month. And I just right now want to say that I have a lot of experience, strength and hope in this arena and I really just please tune in. I'm going to bear my soul. I'm going to throw everything out there that I have because I'm on the other side of it. And I want to be the hope for any young woman or man um, who might be going through or living in an abusive relationship. We love you without you. We are nothing. Thank you so much for allowing me to serve you. Thank you wackos. And this is our gift to you. Have a good week. Amen. You've been listening to Whack-A-Mole with Tina B and Charmaine G. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Watch us on YouTube and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us next time for, well, whatever may happen with Tina B and Charmaine G on Whack-A-Mole. This has been a production from a podcast studio.